Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host, and today we have Kirsty Miles with us again. Welcome, Kirsty. Hi. Kirsty is a team lead here at PDT and has been on several podcasts with us. And today she and I are going to talk about our recent bike camp that we had at PDT that was really Kirsty's brainchild putting it all together. But before you do it, just tell everybody, for people who have never listened before, who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Kirsty Miles and I'm a physical therapist. I've been with PDT for going on nine years. I am the purple team lead managing the Sandhills Children's Center, Longleaf Academy, and now Pope John Paul, and also the Southern Pines office. And we have a good little team over here in Southern Pines. So I was fortunate enough to, PDT wanted to have a bike camp over at the Westgate Clinic with myself and a couple of the other therapists. We were able to gather some information and get a bike camp going. Uh, I think the biggest thing was just pinning down a date. Once we had that, everything kind of rolled from there and we would meet on a weekly basis Uh just to space on what kids we had that were interested and then just to develop our ideas and get our plan for the camp. So let's introduce what a bike camp is. So what we were thinking about was just as we were coming up with the idea, we're thinking about other ways to engage and work on kids who have various motor issues. And one way of working on lots of different motor issues is, you know, riding a bike because of course you got to move to ride the bike. So Bike camp for us was just teaching kids how to ride a bike. Is that how you define it, Kirsty? I think yes, in that a lot of the kids on the caseload in both Fayetteville, Westgate clinics, and we do have a lot of question about it over in the Southern Pines campus. The older children, the parents would, when you do an evaluation or throughout therapy, they bring in the concern of my child can't ride a bike without training wheels and he really wants to, or they can't keep up with the neighborhood kids because they have the training wheels. Right. So it was an effort to try and meet that need on a more intense level Mm -hmm. uh, because we can work on it during our therapy sessions when the child is coming in once a week. But then sometimes it's, you know, getting back to where we were at before and then developing skills while we're also still trying to work on other goals. This intense bike camp gave us an opportunity to focus on biking and doing it every day for a week was more intensive It allowed them to work just on the bike and the bike training and the balance. And also what we know about motor learning, that repetition. Right. So that's really where the idea of the actual camp and the intensity came from. Right. Yep. And then so it was a week-long camp, like you said, intensive, working on bike riding skills every day and the skills needed to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then so how many kids were in the camp? We had a total of six. Okay. And before we get to the specifics of how many kids were in the camp and that kind of thing, because we're going to get there. For me, it was important for us to do a bike camp because I thought it also gave our therapists a good way to collaborate and help our therapists sort of come together as a group. And we had PTs and OTs doing it. But also it met the need for a lot of our little clients. Would you say that was why we thought it was important for us to do a bike camp? Would you add anything to that, Kirsty? Definitely. And I, one particular child sticks out to me a little bit is 
you know, the child has been getting occupational therapy services. And once he went and got on the bike and touched his feet down to the ground, we Mm. saw clonus kick in. And as soon as we saw that, it made us question, why is this child Mm. not getting services? So it gave us an opportunity to work together with OT and PT mm-hmm. and just see some of those things that would stand out to us to help them see more of what to look for also. So again, just that collaborative effort, because then it kind of questioned, what's his diagnosis? Has he been to neuro? Because that's a neurological sign and right. we really need to get on the ball with this. And we kind of also just overall at PET, I mean, we've, you and I are on the same page with this, but we feel like it's pediatrics is best done if it's, you know, involves PTOT and speech. And so I think that example that you gave is just also highlights the fact that that's kind of how we do peds. We like for all three therapies to collaborate and work together. And we like for there always to be sort of a air or a culture of collaboration, even if the child doesn't need PT or OT or speech, all three, you know, still though, it could be even if like PT seeing them and they've got some OT concerns, maybe they could at least just collaborate with OT and say, hey, I noticed him doing this. Do you have any suggestions or do you think this is appropriate for an eval? But that's just how we do therapy. That's just how we operate. Right. But I think that's just a good example of it. And I think the bike camp, again, like you said, it just sort of helped PT and OT to come together and talk about those little people that we're going to be seeing. They were in the camp, but then we're going to still be seeing them for therapy later. We're still seeing them sure. later. Yeah. That was sort of an offshoot goal, but I always get excited when stuff like that happens. Though. But I'm kind of nerdy like that. I love it when people start collaborating, talking. It just, But I'm just kind of nerdy like that. So there you go. But I was excited when that happened, when you told me that. <laughs> So Kirstie, bike camp didn't happen overnight. We had the idea, and then didn't we start meeting sometime like this winter or? It was the beginning of spring, really. Yeah, way back. Um, To put the idea out there to see who wanted to participate as far as therapists. Yep. And then they were looking at their caseloads to see who would be appropriate because we needed children that were independent ambulators that were Mm -hmm. interested in biking Mm -hmm. because we wanted to be an active part of the camp. And then from there, we put out flyers closer to the start of the bike camp. Yep. Being that we did it in the summer, we chose the early morning hours yeah. <laughs> uh, just for heat purposes because it was still pretty hot out there. Yep. And, you know, for the therapists that were working it, we were running. I mean, we were soaked by the time we were done. <laughs> it was like It was like bike camp slash get fit, do your workout camp. <laughs> Only the get fit and do your workout camp was for the therapists, not the kids. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, lose a couple pounds and do bike camp. <laughs> and thankfully, we had some help with Jaron bringing in a tent like midweek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. We got smartened during the week because Fayetteville in the summertime is not a cool place to be. So not cool like air cool. Yes, we had lots of people that helped us with this camp. And one in particular was Holly's. Holly's is a bicycle store here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and they were Awesome. I, you were there, Kirstie, for the first day to see what they did. But can you tell us, I mean, they did a lot. Can you just sort of help us better understand that? Well, Holly's, the relationship was made with Holly's through PDT. And that's where we actually purchased the equipment that we were going to use for the camp. Yep. We used this tandem bike, which the parents loved and the kids loved it. So we didn't want to jump right onto a bike with no training wheels yep. because we were worried if some of the children were fearful. And we did have one. She didn't even want to come in the front door that morning. Oh, my camp. gosh. Bless her little heart. But she did get on that tandem bike. So that was like the first step in bridging that gap for her. And she did really well throughout the camp. And by the end, she was going a couple feet by herself on two wheels. So she's one that made huge progress. Describe that tandem bike, because I call it a tag along, but describe what it is. I think 
the actual real name is a tag along, but yeah. we took a, just a regular bicycle, an adult bicycle, mm-hmm. and it's a rear wheel with pedals and it attaches to the bike frame of an adult bike. So that way the child can be on that bike, no training wheels, and be pedaling. But then the adult's kind of balancing yes. on the front. Yeah, I love like a little tag along or tandem or whatever you want to call. But I hadn't really before we did the camp, I didn't really think about the fear factor as much for some of those kids. But, you know, that's probably just being on that bike and balancing and going without training wheels. But yet having somebody that probably was a big deal. Like you described with that little girl, you know, that was a lot of her issue was wasn't that she just was afraid. Yeah. She was afraid to try it. Mm-hmm. That whole tag along thing. That was a great idea. How did the adults do with the kids on the bike? Did they... Oh, they were fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've ridden it with my daughter before. I think that just might be the rider. I get a little shaky at first, but then I do better. <laughs> so, But also, I don't ride a bike every day, all day long. So anyway. <laughs> so, Holly's did a lot. We got our equipment from Holly's. Tell us what else Holly's did. Sure. We had arranged for Stephen to be out there on the first day of bike camp. He had planned to bring helmets. So any child that didn't have a properly fitting helmet after we did the helmet fitting had the opportunity to purchase one because they needed to have the helmet to participate in the camp. He also helped us to remove all pedals and training wheels on day one so we could essentially turn all of their own bicycles into a balance bike. So we have balance bikes for our younger two and three-year-olds, but a lot of the children in this group were ages six to eight, nine years old. So we wanted to be able to take their bike, their equipment that they're comfortable with and use as a balance bike. So he helped us do all that. And then while we were getting the warm-up and kind of the intro for all the kids together, he was putting on some little bike stunts and creating a little show for us. That's awesome. Yeah. You're like, tell those little kids, okay, by the end of the week, you two will be able to do like a pop a wheelie. Like, <laughs> that was not one of our goals. <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> but <laughs> those kids were probably like, I'm out. <laughs> no, they weren't. Maybe it motivated them. But I thought the whole like taking the pedals off the bike was genius. That was your idea, honestly. Because I was really stressing about that whole balance bike thing because I'm all about a balance bike for a younger kid. And I couldn't find a big enough balance bike for the older kids. So I don't even think you realize you had done this, Kirsty. But I was like, I can't find a bigger bike frame. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you're like, well, just take the pedals off. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Kind of like, duh. (laughs) So that was your idea. That was a pretty smart idea. And it was pretty smart to have Steven there to help us do it. So when Steven was taking the pedals off the bike, did any of the kids react like, you know, you're tearing my bike up or anything? Yes. We had one little girl very upset and she kept saying her bike was broken. Oh, bless her little heart. That's that's sad. That's sad for Stephen. Okay. So he helped us take the bike's pedals off and the helmets, helped us with those so that they weren't sitting like uh, the helmets weren't sitting like mushroom head on top of their head, but they were fitting. And he also did like a BMX demonstration kind of thing. What else happened that Holly's helped us with? The basics of it, yes. That was day one. And he did agree to come back out on the last day just to oh. do another stunt. And then also to see how the kids were doing. I had called him midweek just to give him an update, too. And he was pretty stoked that so many of the kids were doing so well. That, so he kind of wanted to come back and see, too. That's awesome. I mean, that says a lot. Personally, I think that says a lot for Stephen and for Holly's that they obviously care about getting kids to ride bikes. And they're obviously invested in all that. They're doing more than just selling bikes is what it says to me. Which, that's impressive. So Stephen was there, and we had therapists there. But tell me, who was there from our staff, Kirsty? We had myself, 
And then we had Erin, a Uh PT. We had Brandy, new CODA. So Uh that was her first week with us. So I think that was a good experience to to get in with on your first week. And then we had Megan, an OT. Okay, great. And then Sarah Kennedy. Was Sarah Kennedy there too, physical therapist? Sarah Kennedy was there as well, a PT. That's right. Okay, so we had it pretty well staffed there with therapists, OTs, MPTs. In fact, I think it was very well staffed. And then we had several kids who were participating in the camp as well all week, right? Yes. All right. And so let's just walk through kind of how our camp worked. I think it's important to point out here that really, Kirsty, you're the one who developed the curriculum decided sort of how this camp would work. This was really your brainchild. You came up with the way the whole camp would flow. Did it flow like you thought it would? I do. I think it flowed even better than I had hoped for. Having not done a bike camp before and knowing that I was going to have to go research myself. So when we committed to doing the bike camp, I immediately started doing my research and pulling ideas together and doing some trial stuff uh, just so we could have a good foundation to build the camp from. And so once we kind of outlined what we were going to do, I was able to lay that out for the therapist to look over, you know, definitely taking input from them as well as far as things that could be done or changed or if we needed to add to the basic framework. And just letting the therapist know that, you know, on day one, this is what we have planned. And this whole thing is going to be based on how the kids do on day one. So we're going to have to be real flexible and be able to sit on our feet and change stuff in a hurry if something's not working out. Yep. You know, with anything with kids, you've always got to be flexible and stuff. But I think it's interesting. Obviously, your plan was a good one. And you know kids because you could stick with it. That's impressive. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do. Because, you know, you and I have been in enough therapy sessions. We've done enough therapy to know that just because you have a plan, sometimes it doesn't mean much, you know. So let's walk through it. So every day started with a warm-up. Is that right? We started with a warm-up, and our warm-up was a physical warm-up. But it was also we're working with children that a lot of them had social goals mm-hmm. and getting speech therapy. So we wanted to make sure that we were kind of incorporating that in our warm-up. So there was the physical warm-up piece, but also like a get-to-know-you piece and a social engagement piece within our warm-up. And a lot of these children are being seen for some sort of underlying sensory need. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. to deal with proprioceptive input and vestibular input within our warm-ups was really important. Yeah, and that's a good point that wasn't just like a warm-up. There was thought behind it. So I think it speaks again to your plan because the warm-up wasn't just a warm-up. You had focused on the individual kids, seen what their needs were, and then incorporated what their needs were into a warm-up that really was therapeutic and catered to them, but yet the whole group could participate and do it together, which for me, being from the speech therapist world— that's so exciting because I think like the social interaction that happened and the pragmatics, you know, it was just that's to me, that's like all up my alley. So I'm so excited about that without the speech therapist really be involved, Kirsty. So rock on with your bad mm-hmm. self. That's good. All right. So warm up and then what? After we did the warm up, we put every child on that tag along bike. So that's mm. day one, that's how we started. And every day at the beginning of the sessions after warm up, mm-hmm. while we were getting ready or People, when we were standing in line to ride on the tag along, we would be doing like a weighted ball activity. And again, getting some proprioceptive input and some following directions and changing it up while they were waiting in line and getting some heavy work and also getting some vestibular input. So they weren't just standing in line waiting for their turn on the tag along. They were engaged for that entire hour that they were with us. 
Yeah, and then that's good too because then you're not losing them when they're waiting in line, and that's you know where trouble happens when they're not engaged and not doing stuff. But they were engaged and they were still like therapeutic things were happening with them, and yet it wasn't even their turn. They were waiting. To me, that's very exciting and focused. So focused also on the activity at hand and working there too the whole time. That's exciting. Okay, and then so after the tag along and everybody got their turn and they had done their stuff in line, then what happened? We started to get on their newly made balance bike. So. <laughs> created. And ju- yeah. <laughs> newly like formed. We, created, mm-hmm. we worked on teaching them how to get on the bike. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Walking the bike. Yep. Gliding the bike where they're like walking the bike and then picking up their feet and walking the bike again, getting off the bike. Mm-hmm. And then we did that for day one. We did that for day two. Some kids even did that for the bulk of day three. Right. Once they could coast the bike, like walk the bike, pick up their feet, coast, walk the bike, pick up their feet, coast. Then we put their pedals back on. Basically, we made it so they had to earn their pedals back. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Poor kids. They took their stuff apart and then like, okay, well, if you're good, you get your pedals back. No, 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 not if you're good, but yeah. (laughs) I like it. Once they earned their pedals back, then it was teaching them a new skill because then they had to learn where to put the pedal and line the pedal up. So we used a sticker on the bike frame and on the pedal and they had to match the sticker up and that's where it would get the bike going because it had been my experience in working with children on bikes that they'll put their foot on the pedal and they keep pushing back, pushing back, but they're hitting the brake and they're right. not going forward. So we mm-hmm. use that sticker as a visual cue because now we're dealing with children, not your typically developing children where you, you teach it a couple of times and then it and they get it. We're, we're really trying to tap into this need for a visual input. That to me was genius. Let me just stop for right there for just a second. That was genius. I love any idea that's functional, simple, and works. And that idea totally does. So I just want to make sure people understand it because that was just genius. And I've done it at home now with my daughter. And I was like, this is the smartest thing ever because that's consistently the problem. They push that back pedal and they're breaking. But so you basically took a sticker and ripped it in half and put one half on the pedal and one half on the bike frame. And then they had to line up the sticker, which was going to be pushing it forward to go. And then that's how they knew that's the direction to go in. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. See, that's simple, functional, easy, I mean, everything's right about that. I loved it. And it really actually has worked at home with her. I've been doing it. But, okay, enough about that. But, yes, go ahead. And it's all about, like, using what you've got. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you don't need fancy equipment to make real things happen. Yeah, that's just genius. Like, yeah, you don't need fancy. I just think that's awesome. I really do. And I think anybody could do that. And it's just a quick, simple, and it makes sense to the child. Like, that just makes sense. I have to tell you, at home, sometimes my husband will look at me and be like, okay, MacGyver. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I love it. As a total MacGyver thing, that's great. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love it. <laughs> I, I never use anything for, like, it's intended for, well, not never, but I create different ways to use stuff all the time, and sometimes the purpose is way off of what was intended purpose. Well, um, well, desperate people do desperate sun, which that's not desperate, but I mean, you got you got a bunch of kids standing out in the hot sun in Fayetteville needing to move the bike forward. That's the mother of invention. Like, okay, look, we got to get these bikes moving forward. What'll work? That'll work. That's what, <laughs> I love it. I can it. tell you that that didn't come from any research anywhere. That came from trial and error in the clinic of this is what these kids need and yep. what can we use to make that work? 
Like that wasn't anything that you look up anywhere or find in a book anywhere. It was trial and error. That's just just called Kirstie's brainchild genius. I love it. It's awesome. I think that's the greatest idea. We have ideas and things like that that happen all the time, and I think it's important to highlight them because I just think that I kind of think that kind of stuff is important to highlight because that makes a difference. But I love it, so that's that's cool. Okay, so then you got this moving. So we're kind of on to day four. Well, that was about right. We had kids getting their pedals back by day three ish. Mm-hmm. We still children that were doing their balance bikes. But by day three and the end of day four, we pretty much had everybody back to their pedals. Mm. And we were really working on teaching the pedals. And honestly, I think if we had another week to do it, we would have had even more kids solidly riding because they had just come so far and were doing so good. But by the time everybody had gotten their pedals back, now we had one kid ready to go go swallowing through cones and really paying attention and working visual motor activity and body awareness. And so we were advancing one group while we had other people just getting their pedals. So it helped to have some therapists and some extra hands to to be able to run different groups, essentially, because by day five, we had the one independent rider who was working on far more advanced skills, but we had everybody kind of going at their own pace. And so that was another thing that was really nice about what we were doing is we had people that could be working at the child level and where they were at. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's, and I think that's also important to have enough staff there that you can do that because it's got to be individual. Therapy and anything is individual. Wow, I didn't realize he was all the way like going through cones and salt. That's that's impressive. Yay. Good deal. So by the end of the week, how many bike riders did we have you say that were solidly riding a bike? We had one solidly riding the bike. Mm -hmm. Every other one would ride a couple of feet by themselves. Nice. That's very exciting. They went from zero to, that's good. That's great. So all kids were riding a bike in some capacity by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. With some help. I mean, they would go three, five, ten feet at a time by themselves. So I thought that it was hugely successful. That's awesome. Any feedback from the parents regarding that? Did you, you might not have had an uh, opportunity, but I wasn't sure if you'd heard anything from the parents. I didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to interact with the parents, but right. I did get secondhand some feedback was one of the moms had come up and said, oh, this is a real camp. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, a real and camp. Another parent, we had just far exceeded what she had expected. That's awesome. I think it's great that all the kids were riding in some capacity. And so now for the ones that are going only a few feet, they're ready to just go home and practice and just practice and just get better at it. Right. That's fantastic. Okay. And so since this camp was so successful and we really loved doing it, it was a great time, I think, for the therapists and the kids and it was a success. So we're going to do it again in the spring, but this time have one in Southern Pines and then one in Fayetteville. And we're thinking we're going to do it over the week of spring break so that that way kids can kind of start riding their bike at the beginning of the year and, you know, be able to practice all summer long, start the summer off with riding, and it's just good for their physical fitness and their their social skills and motor and and all of that. So that's our general plan right now. And we were going to take away, would you say, Kiersey, some of what you guys learned while doing the camp and then just improve upon the future ones. For sure. And hopefully we get a bigger turnout with a few more kids. 
like we talked about, this was sort of our guinea pig group is what I'd like to call them. You know, um, I don't want to call them guinea pigs their face, but this was our practice group, you know, so we could practice, you know, what worked, what didn't work, and then, you know, really analyze it and think about it after the fact so we can get it even better and then really make it a lot larger come spring. So I think the curriculum itself, I think, was right on. And now it's just a matter of just tweaking. I mean, that's kind of what I think, you know, I don't know what your takeaway is. No, I mean, that for me, I felt like it worked. Everything worked pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited about doing the future bike camps. I think, you know, it just fits into our why of why we were therapists, why we do what we do. To me, it fully fits and meshes with all of that. You know, we're really, I think a child who can't ride a bike socially, that's a problem. And also, you know, it makes them feel good about themselves when they can ride a bike. And so it really affects, in my opinion, just you know, different things in different parts of their life and quality of life. It adds a ton. Definitely. Yeah. It fits into our why. So I think it's right up what we want to do. And it just, again, also fits with our collaboration piece and OT and PT and speech. We've even thought about some ways that we can incorporate, like, awareness of safety signs, just some social pragmatic stuff we can fit into this bike camp, you know, that kind of thing for some kids who, you know, have to stop sign or stop and go and, you know, that kind of thing. There's tons of other areas we can work on with this bike camp. So we're excited about the future of this and other potential camps as well as Kirstie and I sort of start to, you know, process. Definitely. So anybody listening that is not a pediatric developmental therapy therapist and is interested in what we've provided for the kids that are out there in the community and would like to come out and volunteer with us, even observe just one day or five and be a part of the program would be great to get your support. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll be putting it out there. We'll be advertising and we'll start doing that this winter for the spring break time, the spring. But I think it's a great opportunity for high school kids. They'll be out of school too if they need volunteer hours or if they're interested maybe in a career as a therapist and they kind of want to see, well, what does a physical therapist or occupational therapist do? I plan to have some kind of speech pragmatic part or you know, what does a speech therapist do? I think it's a great opportunity for them to come and watch it and help out at the same time. And also, like you said, if you're a therapist that's not with PDT, but you would like to do your own bike camp or you would like to be a part of our bike camp, come on down. Or parents, maybe that whose kids don't receive services from us, but they want to work on bike riding with their kids. You don't have to come here for services for you to participate in the bike camp. We're welcoming people. So <laughs> come on. I'm excited about it. It's innovative and it's fun. You know, it's fun. It's a cool thing to do. So do you have anything else to add to this, Kirstie, this discussion? Or do you think we handled it all right? I think we covered everything. Good deal. I, again, really can't say enough. This was really your brainchild. You put it all together and you really did the curriculum, were there during the whole camp, got it all running, and it was fabulous. I can't say enough about how good it was. It was really fantastic. So I think you need a big, like, kudos to you and, and everything because really it was your brainchild. It was great. Well, I had fun and I enjoyed it, and it was good exercise for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was great to see the kids how much they improved in just one week. Yeah, that's what it's all about, and that's exciting. That's always good. If you're a therapist, that's always the fun byproduct of the whole thing. <laughs> well, thanks for being on with me, and thanks for talking about the PET Bike Camp. And everyone who's listening, be, you know, listening out and watching on our website, www.pediatricdt.com. See pictures from Bike Camp this summer. Also, be paying attention for the Bike Camp for next year in 2015, and just other announcements that we have and other camps and stuff that we do. So log on there and check that out. And thank you, Kirsty, for being my guest. Thank you. It was fun. Yep. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode, and I'll catch you next time.
Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 